0: Welcome to the Brilliant Creative. I'm your host, Anne Stocky, a former flower shop and boutique owner turned creative business coach. With over 25 years of entrepreneurial experience, I've tried all kinds of things. Sometimes the ideas worked like a charm. Sometimes they did not. Whether you have a new business that's ready to grow or you have an established business that needs some refining, join me here where I help you the Brilliant Creative. Get really good at running a business while also living your life well. My experience owning multiple small businesses combined with over 1,000 hours of coaching entrepreneurs, all while raising a house full of boys, makes this a great podcast for business owners looking for a business and life refresh. Consider this podcast your weekly meeting with a coach. I'll help you get efficient by streamlining your workflow with systems I'll help you prioritize which project actually needs your attention now with simple tools. I'll help you refine your workspace for maximum efficiency. I'll teach you how to master your business mindset so you can get out of your own way. And occasionally we'll do some life coaching. Put this podcast in your back pocket and use it as a business tool to fine tune your business and your life. Let's get started. Hey guys. Welcome to episode 46.
1: We're diving into the next topic in the EWOW series. It's your niche. And the title of today's episode, I think it's just going to be niche. I haven't decided yet. We'll see what happens. What if I just called it niche? We'll see. We'll see. Sometimes, you know, I'm supposed to come up with kind of a catchy like how to and the five best yada yada and, you know, something that you can really sink your teeth into when you read it. But today might just be called Niche. I'm not sure. You guys are just going to, we're going to have to wait. Well, you probably already know because you clicked on it. So we'll see. I just, I don't know the answer. Sometimes when I record, I I don't, I don't already know the, um, the title. Um, you guys, just to kind of give you the vibe around here. I am in my office. I have a lower level office uh, at our house. It's really lovely. I've made a point of making it really lovely. And we, um, well, I went to Florida for, for a while and, ordered orchids. Now, Florida is nice and warm and um, where I live is cold. It's Duluth, Minnesota. And um, I've got these orchids that I'm looking at that literally have been shipped from um, from Palmer Orchids in Bradenton. It's right, right by Sarasota, kind of just really like Bradenton and Sarasota are right next to each other. And so I have these four orchids that I'm looking at that I had shipped in in kind of cold weather from Florida to Minnesota and boy, they did a great job packaging them. I I said, I'm just going to try it because at this orchid farm, we could call it, or orchid multiple greenhouses, they have specialty orchids that you just can't get. I mean, you can't get unless you drive hours and hours and they're then they're really expensive. And so I kind of was like going right to the source and I'm like, I'm just going to try these. I'm going to try and ship them up to Duluth and see what happens. And so what happened was, if you care about orchids, the flowers on all of them, you know, I knew the flowers were going to be gone because it's kind of like sending lettuce through the mail. So, um... We sent some. We sent some lettuce through the mail, and the flowers are gone. But it's been a couple weeks now, and they. The I'm paying attention more to the roots and the greenery because that's what I care about, because that will help you know produce more flowers. And I can't believe how well they're doing. They are doing great. One of them. Um, I mean, you guys, these are major specialty orchids. So if you saw me, be like, "What is that? What is that called? It's not the kind that you see, you know, like at the grocery store." So I, I don't even know the names of some of them. The one that's blooming though, okay, let's look at it, shall we? Since we're just talking about orchids. Um okay, the one that's blooming is called Dendrobium White Grace Sato or Sato or Sato S-A-T-O. And It has super unique um, white dendrobium orchids on it. Not the kind that you get at the flower shop, but these are like kind of just differently shaped and the petals look different and it's just fantastic. Anyway, um, that's the vibe here. I'm looking at these orchids and I'm just kind of giving them some love, paying attention to them. I also (laughs) wanted to just tell you guys, I have these cheaters these, you know, I wear cheaters when I read, um, the computer and when I read books and basically I just need cheaters for everything. I'm 51 and I have, um, I just really need cheaters. (laughs) So I usually would just get super inexpensive cheaters. Sometimes they cost me $3 a piece and I didn't really know like what the difference was between expensive cheaters and, and my $3 or $7 or $17 cheaters. And now I buy like $29 and $39 cheaters. You guys, I, every single day when I wear these cheaters, I get compliments all the time. So if you're looking at the computer, what I like about them is there's, I don't know, there's some blue light, you know, magical stuff in them, but also they do not scratch. I'm shocked. You can't believe how many times these have like fallen on the floor and they do not scratch and they are pretty cute. Like people are like, what are those? What are those glasses? I'm like, they're cheaters. I got them on Amazon. <laughs> they're peepers. So if you go online, go to Amazon or wherever you want to buy your peepers from, they they are really really cute. I think they're in like Oprah's list of awesome things. You know. Anyway, uh, that's what's happening here. Me, cheaters, some coffee. I'm drinking Pete's coffee this morning. If anyone cares, we really, my husband and I like this. um, Major Dickinson's blend is the one that we like. It's super dark. Reminds me of my grandma Carmen, who liked the really dark coffee. And um, that's what's happening. Me, cheaters, orchids, computer, podcasting, coffee. Okay, ready? Uh, I'm ready to go. You guys ready? I thought I'd try out that little like chit chat in the beginning. I don't know if you like it or not. We're just giving it a go. I'm just giving it a rip. I usually just dive right in, but okay, here we go. (laughs) Okay, so we're in the Ewow series. In the EWOW series, EWOW stands for Entrepreneur's Wheel of Work. Um, We're talking about 17 different topics. I'm just breaking them apart. 17 different episodes to talk about these 17 different topics that we find on this Entrepreneur's Wheel of Work, a tool used to keep you guys organized in your business and on track. We're dissecting the wheel a bit so you can actually really use this tool when you need it. So this is like DIY coaching. I mean, this is free DIY coaching. I use this actual... um, Wow, the Entrepreneurs' will Work, with my clients. So I'm just telling you, I'm just giving it to you. I'm just giving it to you. So it's, it's good stuff. I promise it is good stuff. Okay, so one of my clients told me this is absolutely one of the best tools she's seen to organize the entrepreneur's day-to-day, week-to-week priorities, as opposed to like having 30 sticky notes all over the wall, all over the calendar. I mean, nothing wrong with sticky notes. Get, get sticky notes, have them. But if you have sticky notes all over your office, I mean, give this tool a go. See what this tool does for you. See if it kind of helps organize your brain a little bit. That's kind of what the goal is. Okay, as a reminder, if you haven't gotten your own copy um, of the Wheel of Work, you can get it at www.nanchtaki.com forward slash EWOW, E W O W. I'm pretty sure it's lowercase, but it could be uppercase. Try both. One of them will work. Uh, okay, if you can't get it now, then picture this a clock with 16 sections instead of 12. So, like 16 equal pie shaped pieces at the top where the 12 would be is where we start and we go clockwise around the EWOW. The thought is that you look at each pie piece, which is labeled, and rate how it's going for your business on a scale of one to 10 or zero to 10. The middle of the wheel is zero and the outside is 10. This wheel gives you like a pictorial representation of the totality of your business now, which is so helpful because usually as a, as a business owner, your brain is just all over. It's just, it's kind of like operating in what's happening this minute, who's putting something right in front of me this minute. And Instead, I want you guys to start thinking differently about your business and how you think about it and how you run it. I want you to do some more reflection and some more thinking as opposed to only the doing because a lot of people are are do, 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 hamster wheel. Um, and it can get a little easier if you just do a little reflection. So stick with me. Uh, something that it helps with is it, it kind of helps you guys feel good with what you've done and what's working in your business. like you get to sort of celebrate with this particular tool that I'm that I'm going to share with you or that I've been sharing with you. And it helps you highlight what needs attention now, actually, not just what somebody else put in front of you, but what actually you believe is the most important thing right now. And for those of you who tend to make particularly like emotional business decisions, this can help you take the emotion out of it. And I know that emotion's been helpful probably in building your business, but it's nice if you can do some things without all the amazing artistic entrepreneurial emotion. Um, it, sometimes it helps with your decision making. So I believe some emotional decision making is helpful, especially for you creatives, but it's great to have a tool that helps put you in a business mindset. Okay. Okay, gang, so here we go. Uh, we're diving into the third part of the EWOW, which is niche. We'll define it, give some examples, and then have a little niche discussion. And as always, there's some niche homework for those of you who are either stuck figuring out your niche, if you're like first time getting into business, or some of you might be ready to refine your current niche. And if you're listening, you might be like, oh, I'm good. I know my niche. I'm good. Listen anyway, see what you get out of it. You're, you're going to get something out of it. Okay, here we go. The official definition of niche. As it pertains to businesses, a specialized segment of the market for a particular kind of product or service. It's kind of like who you're attracting, it's who you love to serve, it's who you love to work with, it's who's buying your stuff, it's who loves your stuff. Many of you listening have got your niche dialed in. You've had your business for a while and you've gotten really clear on who you love to serve. You've likely had experience with people who you don't really love to serve too. And that's one way to narrow your niche down. You've also had experience with people you, you just love them. They are your people. They are your humans. You're like in, you're in with them and you really delight in them. You thought that person, that is my ideal customer. You know them well, you know where and how they live, what they like, what they don't like, you know what they believe, what they stand for. You know where they hang out in both the physical and digital space. You know how much they will spend for your product and how much is too much. You know what they need help with and what they don't need help with. You know what they have already figured out and you know the quality they expect. You know how they might respond to a sale or specific offer. You probably have just lots of experience with them, so you know them. It also might be you. It it also might be someone super similar to you. Once you've been in business for a while and have taken time to reflect on what's working with the clients you really enjoy, the ones who love your stuff, you get really clear about your niche. Now, some of you are on the opposite end of the spectrum. Maybe you're just starting out and you've got a product, but you haven't had time or experience to narrow down who really responds well to your product. You haven't gotten to feel what it feels like to serve different clients. So you don't know who really fills your cup and who really doesn't fill your cup. My experience in business, both online business and brick and mortar business, is that really nailing your niche and getting it right on requires experience. For me, I, I had to put the boat in the water, meaning I had to get my stuff out there in coaching and in other businesses, like in 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 the in the business I have now and in a couple other businesses. But of course, the flower shop business. When you when you put the boat in the water, you can see what it does. You can decide to turn right or left, more gas or less gas, but you can't steer a boat if it's not in the water. Get your boat in the water. Get your stuff out there. Start so you know which way to go next. You can think yourself to next Tuesday, but you won't know until you get your stuff out there. No matter how scary it is, no matter what people are going to think. Here's, here's a flower shop example from a while ago. 20 years ago, putting the boat in the water for me looked like, well, maybe a little longer than that. Uh, Here's what it looked like it looked like me having a flower shop and kind of being in the infancy of the flower shop and putting a small, like 12 inch by 12 inch square, full fluffy, amazing floral bouquet out there for $125, which at first was scary because nobody else was doing that. I mean, it was gorgeous. I mean, it was gorgeous, but I didn't know if anyone would spend that much for like a compact little little dolly. I sometimes call them little dollies because first of all, no one else had really tested it or done it that I could see. Um, these little arrangements were filled with like, they were in square vases, clear square glass vases. They had blue hydrangea, big, fat, fluffy blue hydrangea. And at that time it was from Holland. It had purple lisianthus with deep pink ranunculus and deep orange spray roses and magenta Gerber daisies, on and on. The fla- the flowers were just amazing. Buplurum for the yellow. I mean, they were gorgeous. But I didn't know if anyone would go for this new style because it wasn't traditional. It was a little more European. Would they go for it? Or would they leave that shop and say that new flower shop's absolutely out of their mind. If they think I'm spending $125 on a short, chubby little arrangement like that, I can get 12 carnations in a vase with baby's breath that are nice and tall for 42. That lady's never going to make it here. So that's what I was afraid of, right? and for sure that happened. Like People came and saw, and some of them were like, that is not for me. And then other people said, I didn't even know I needed that, but I must have that $125 arrangement. I must have it now. And I need to order more. And I have to bring my friends here and show them. So that's what happened. I put the flower arrangements in the cooler. I put out what I loved. What I thought was gorgeous and joyful and fresh and usually a little European. And yes, some may have come and said that place is not for me, but more people came and said, What is this? What is happening here? I love this. Hey, and where would you put this? How would you use this? What are these flowers? I like this style. It's worth $125 to me. And those people continued to come back. They were my niche. My niche valued flowers and texture and color and beauty and freshness and upscale design. So my niche wanted to purchase high end gifts for for friends and family. My niche loved beauty after years of being with them, I really got to know them and what they cared about and what was important to them and what maybe wasn't important to them. I also got to know that I had a couple different niches. I had one niche that was, they didn't want to do anything on their, on their own in terms of flowers. They weren't the DIY crowd. They were the, I need you to help me solve a problem crowd. I need to get some flowers to someone right away. And it has to be amazing. That was one niche. And then the other niche was a very large DIY crowd. They wanted to learn. They want to be able to do these things on their own at home. So when you put the boat in the water, you start to figure out, okay, who are my niches? Who's responding? Who's coming? Who am I loving? And how how can I help them even more? For me, getting the boat in the water and getting experience with my niches behavior was key. If you're trying to get clear on your niche, regardless of what stage you are at, consider this. Write them a love letter. Dear Nish, I so love you guys. I so love when you blank, blank, blank. I so love it that you blank, blank, blank. I'm so grateful that you blank, blank, blank. Here are all the ways that you are so gosh darn lovely. Sometimes writing a love letter can be very helpful. You don't have to send it to anybody. It's just an exercise. Getting you out of your own head and trying something a little different. Or you could write a want ad. Wanted. People that want this kind of product, people that love these kinds of things and act this way, people that always do this and people that never do this, people that can't wait to pay me for my product, people with the following qualities, people who enjoy the following. You can write a want ad. Anytime my clients are trying to get clear on a certain thing they want, the quickest way is to journal a want ad or a love letter. I mean, it's just like I throw it out there all the time. It's a simple way to get all the stuff out of your head in an organized and often creative way. And anytime my niche can get creative, they like to. So whether you are already solid on your niche or just getting things figured out or somewhere in the middle, remember that your work is so much fun when you are serving clients that you enjoy. And when work is fun, life is more fun. And when you're having fun at work and in life, you and your business can't help but attract more attention and more business. Here's a tip. You might have different layers of your niche or different segments. In coaching, my niche is creative business owners, regardless of where they're at in their business, right? Either starting their first or maintaining the one they have or opening a third. But my level one niche, they want certain things. Level one niche usually wants some coaching, some confidence, some information, some organization, and some good business mindset. My level two niche, they want other things. They might be ready for the brand personality workshop or maybe some money coaching where they learn how to use their money archetype to leverage their behavior around money. They might want to rebrand or really refine their business systems or their staffing or their product line or their leadership style. My level three niche, these are my long-termers. These are clients that value coaching so much as a long-term business tool. They sign up over and over for coaching packages over time, or they might sign up for like year-long VIP coaching. They schedule coaching sessions into their months with constant accountability and access to the coach. They value coaching so much, they try all of it. Not all my level one niche moves on to level two. And only some move on to level three. Which niche do I like the best? I like all of them. I love serving all of them. But it's been helpful to segment them and know that I'm working with different groups of people, but very much under the same umbrella of business owner, most often creative. If you have multiple parts of a niche, consider segmenting them and either dividing them into groups or levels. Sometimes I think we get stuck naming our niche because it's hard to encompass all of the different kinds of clients that walk in or use our services. They are likely under one large niche umbrella. If you've been stuck here, try segmenting them. How many different levels of niche do you have? Or do you have an online niche, which is different than your in-person niche? Consider drawing an umbrella at the top of a piece of paper and drawing sections under that umbrella that describe the different segments. A simple sketch here. As you are planning your business, using simple sketches occasionally can help you think. Your brain likely remembers pictures more than it remembers words, so give it a go. It might help you get clearer on your niche and move forward faster as you're figuring out how to best serve them. Okay, so today, talked about niche, defined it, gave some examples, talked about putting the boat in the water... So you can see how your niche behaves and you can adjust and make decisions in real time around your business. I shared some examples of layers or levels of niche, and I gave you three different ideas to get unstuck around your niche. If you feel stuck right now, the goal in coaching is for you to become aware of what's happening now, get clear on what you want to happen and make a plan to get there. Where are you right now with niche and where do you want to be? How will you get there? If you want to hear more about niche, the following episode might be helpful to you. Episode 12. Especially if you have a fresh new business, episode 12 is awesome. I tell a story of what it was like to be a baby entrepreneur, a baby creative entrepreneur. I tell this story that's a little embarrassing. It's a good episode for people trying to figure out niche. People trying to figure out their ideal customer avatar or their ideal customer community. These are all different ways of kind of describing niche. And I hope my sharing my experience will help you get okay putting the boat in the water and being okay making mistakes. Maybe you can get a little less perfectionistic about it and get okay putting things out there that aren't a plus plus plus. Part of this whole entrepreneur experience is about experience, ups and downs, risk and reward, win and lose, but always learn, learn, learn. And remember, if you're trying to figure this out, and you want some help, let's get on a call and see if coaching would be helpful for you. In the meantime, consider doing the homework exercises I told you about in this episode. Okay, gang, that's it for Niche. As you know, this episode is a part of the Entrepreneur's Wheel of Work series. I hope you're enjoying the series so far. Next up is mission, vision, and values coming at you in episode
0: 47. Until then, happy entrepreneuring. If you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, I'm so grateful. Thank you. I hope you found value in this episode. And if you did, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And please share this episode with others who may be interested in this specific topic. I'll meet you here next week for a brand new episode of The Brilliant Creative Podcast. Until then, friends, happy entrepreneuring.